0: With me. Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet in praise and for these blessings we lift our hearts in praise without a doubt we'll know that we have been revived when we shall leave this place without a doubt without a doubt we'll know that we have been revived when we shall leave this place let's sing church there's a sweet sweet spirit there's a sweet sweet spirit in this place and i know that it's the spirit of there are sweet expressions on each face and I know and I know they feel the presence of the Lord you know this part so sing it out sweet holy. again. There's a sweet
1: to invite uh, any kids that are here to come up with me on the steps and I'd like to invite my friend Paul good morning <laughs> it's good to see you guys
2: oh my goodness dinosaurs
1: there are dinosaurs always, always dinosaurs, always dinosaurs. Great. Well, we needed a few extra kids this morning, so happy to have your dinosaurs. Do they have names? Rocket, Blue. Rocket and Blue? No, no, Rocket. Rocket. And Blue. And Blue. Great. Well, welcome, <laughs> Rocket and Blue. And this is my friend, Paul. And uh, that's just one first thing that you get to know about someone usually, right? Is what are, what are their names? And uh, so we have Rocket and Blue and Paul's. And Paul is going to, um, you know, I think sometimes when we, we meet somebody, we say, okay, this is their name, and let me tell you all the things that you need to know about them. What we need to know about Paul is that he lives in New York City. We need to know that he has a master's degree, that he's very competent in what he does that he can read music better than almost anybody in this room, and um, almost. And-
2: uh, Not rough though. Not rough. <laughs>
1: and, um, but, but Paul, what would you say is the most important thing for people to know about you when they meet you?
2: It's funny because a lot of people wanna say, well, what do you do? What do you do, 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 do? And that has a lot to do with pieces of me that are performing, right? But actually, one of the things that I've been learning is that the best, or the maybe the most important name for me is that I'm a child of God, that that like Jesus a couple weeks ago when when he was baptized in the Jordan River, and the Spirit of God said, "You are my beloved child, and I'm happy with you." And that part of my journey has been knowing that God is happy with me. I'm God's child, and there's nothing I can do to ever change that. And so sometimes, uh, especially I know for many of us who come a lot with a lot of, uh, we a lot of education, a lot of skill and degrees, sometimes I get really lost because I feel like I'm not good enough. And perhaps one of the greatest things I struggle with, maybe do you have this problem too sometimes? Do you ever feel like maybe you got, you didn't do something right? or You didn't do it well enough or, I don't know. I sometimes, yes, On te- tests, Math exams, tests, absolutely. <laughs> color, I mean coloring, I mean <laughs> everything. I mean, sometimes we just get really hard on ourselves. But one of the songs that I usually try to sing or words that help me remind myself, or, or it's
0: a little song that goes like this. If anybody asks you who I am, who I am, who I am. If anybody asks you who I am, tell him I'm
2: a child of
0: God.
2: Can we try the answer part? Can you try this one? Listen.
0: Tell him I'm a child of God, try that with me. Tell them I'm a child of God. One more time. Tell Tell them I'm I'm a child child of of God. God. So, if anybody asks you who I am, who I am, who I am, if anybody asks you who I am, what do you say? Tell Tell them I'm a child child of God. God. Yeah if anybody asks you who you are who you are who you are if anybody asks you who you are tell them tell them you're a child of god maybe that'll help
1: That song has a way of just kind of sticking with you. And so I hope this week, as you go about your week, it sticks with you as well, that you remember that you are loved by God and you are loved by us. And I hope you have a wonderful time in your class this morning. So if you'd like to go, Mm Miss Kathy, thank you so much for being here this morning.
0: Anybody ask you who
3: who I am, who I am, who I am. If anybody asks you who I am, tell them I'm the
1: child
4: of God.
1: Would you join me in the prayer of confession? Is it in your bulletins? Let's take a moment to be still. To let the worrying of our minds and our lives and our bodies and our spirits just settle for a moment. Resting in that space where we know that we are a child of God. let us together read this prayer of confession. We ask for help in being still and present when the world is hectic. And we ask for help in taking right action when we are overwhelmed. We lay ourselves bare before you, nothing kept hidden or held back, trusting you to meet us in our need. And provide for us in our process. Let's sing that refrain one more time.
4: Sweet.
1: Indeed, friends, the Holy Spirit fills us, reminding us, letting our spirits know that we are forgiven and free. And so, as people who are forgiven and free, we greet each other in full and wholehearted peace. The peace of Christ be with you.
0: Sweet heavenly dove, stay right here with us, filling us with your love.
5: We're staying here.
0: And for these blessings,
5: we lift
0: our hearts in praise. Without a doubt, we'll know that we have been revived. When we shall leave this place, sweet Holy Spirit. Sweet. Sweet.
2: be seated. So readers come forward, we'll this <laughs> morning hear words from Paul's letter to the Corinthians. Paul has a way with words. He uses lots of them. We're going to find a way to hopefully enter into this reading with a little more spaciousness and to listen and we're going to let this instrument, this uh, droning box, and a small refrain we're going to learn, help us to find our way in. And your text is simple. One spirit, one body. And I invite you to notice how those two words, spirit and body, show up in this reading as well.
0: One spirit, one body. spirit you echo one body enjoy that dissonance one spirit one body one one spirit
1: Today's reading is from 1 Corinthians, chapter 12. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body,
6: so it is with Christ. For in the one Spirit we were baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were made to drink of one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many.
5: If the foot would say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that wouldn't make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear would say, Because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be?
2: But as it is, God arranged the members of the body, each one of them as God chose.
6: If all were a single member, where would the body be?
1: As it is, there are many members, yet one body.
6: The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you.
5: On the contrary, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And those members of the body that we think less honorable, we clothe with greater honor. And less respectable members are treated with greater respect, whereas our more respectable members do not need this.
2: But God has so arranged the body, giving the greater honor to the inferior member, that there may be no dissension within the body. But the members may have the same care for one another.
6: If one member suffers, all suffer together with it, If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it.
1: Now you are the body of Christ, and
6: individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles second prophets third teachers then deeds of power then gifts of healing forms of assistance forms of leadership various kinds of tongues
5: are all apostles are all prophets, are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret?
2: For
4: the greater
0: gifts. Yes. One spirit, one body. One spirit, one body, one body. Sing it out. One spirit. spirit.
1: Would you pray with me? Oh God, be with us as we seek to understand this mystery, that among the diversity and all of our differences, we share one spirit, that you have arranged us in such a way that we may represent your body here on this earth. And may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. For spring break this year, uh, my family is planning a trip to Orlando with my niece and nephew, who are 9 and 12. And uh, my niece and nephew are crazy about Harry Potter. Uh, they've read all the books and um, practically speak in Harry Potter, um, if that would be a language. And welcome, Isabel. It's so good to have you in the service. Um, (laughs) So so I made a promise to them because I didn't grow up with Harry Potter. I'm that old to not have had them when I was growing up. And um, I never read them. I just kind of thought when my kids were young, I could get away with just watching the movies and trying to keep up with them that way. Uh, but I promised my niece and nephew that I would read all seven books by the time we went in March. So I've decided to do it with audiobooks, so I'm listening to the books um, in my car, when I clean the house, when I cook my meals constantly, and I am now through book five, which is one of the longest books I've just finished this week. But it has been such a delight to literally... Sound bathe myself in this story for the last uh, few few months, and um, as I've been reading, I've been reminded at the power of a good story, and that a good story always, always has. Oh, <laughs> it's not just Isabel. <laughs> I'm so happy we have. I'm so thinking about different members of the body this morning, so I'm so happy to have a lot of different members this morning. Um, it's not, it's the, the power of a good story, what makes it so powerful is when it's the most unlikely person that ends up saving the day. So for Harry Potter, right, it's the, it's the boy that, that was neglected and in some ways abused living under the steps for stairs for 10 years. It's his friend, Neville Longbottom, who has two left feet and whose parents are suffering after being tortured by the, the followers of the Dark Lord. It's Hagrid, this big oaf of a giant who has a soft spot for very dangerous creatures. (laughs) It's Dobby, the house elf, who's awkward and annoying and always shows up at the wrong time and never can shut his mouth. It's these characters, the most unexpected characters, the people that you want to ignore or avoid, or at least just set aside quietly. Those are the ones that make a difference. Those are the ones that shift the trajectory of the story. Everyone is important. I find myself tearing up every time Mrs. Weasley squeezes Harry, who's an orphan, into her arms like a mother. Maybe that's the mother, mother part of me, but every time that happens, I feel tears coming to my eyes. I, I get a little emotional every time Harry is angry and he wants to go off on his own and save the world and his friends refuse to let him stay angry. And they say, we're going with you. And indeed, this sense that we all belong to each other, that we need each other, that we're in the story together, and that everyone is important, is what makes for a good story. Everyone matters. We need each other's gift. We need each other's company in our life together on this planet. We are created for abundance and community. So why do we so often act out of scarcity? Why do we spend so much time worrying that we don't have enough? I love this text in Corinthians and and can relate to it so often because I often think that I should have eyes and ears and heart and feet and hands and have all of the complete parts in order to do my life. And I forget that actually... It's in the community that is gathered around me here in this place and in my life and in this, on this globe. It's all of us together listening for each other, attending to each other, knowing that everyone matters. That's actually where we are called to be and how we are called to be in this world. And in this early Christian community in Corinth, they were struggling with some of the very same things. They were valuing some people's contributions over others. And there's this humorous sense in this passage where Paul says, you know, what if the whole body were an eye? And you can imagine this big eye walking around. And what if the whole body were an ear? The feet need the brains to tell them where to go, and the brains need the feet to get them where they want to go. We need each other. We need each other's gifts. And then there's this um, this kind of intimate part to the passage where Paul says it's actually the places that are most vulnerable that we we cover up with clothing. And so it is in, in our community that it is those people, it is those places that are most vulnerable that we should be most tender with that we should pay attention to. Really beautiful, intimate image, and and in Paul's measure, it's the measure, it's, it's our capacity to do this as a community, our capacity to attend to what is most vulnerable with tenderness and care that actually determines what kind of community we are. I love the story of um, a woman named Miriam Elkness, a Lithuanian uh, Jewish woman who was living in a ghetto during during the Nazi occupation of her country. And it's often from those who have suffered greatly that we learn the most, and And Miriam um, told her son that for the rest of her life, while she was in the ghetto, and then for the rest of her life, she always carried two things on her person. She always carried a comb. A comb so that she could brush her hair at any moment and remind herself that she mattered. And she always carried a crumb of bread so that she could share it with someone else as a reminder that she always would have something to share with other people. And in this story, I kind of see the two sides of what Paul is talking about when he talks about how we tend to what is most vulnerable. Because in fact, our capacity to attend to the vulnerable members of our community and of our globe is in direct correlation to our capacity to attend to the most vulnerable and weak parts within ourselves. If we are are trying to always push away our weakness, trying to always pretend that it's not there, first of all, this develops really poor patterns of behavior. It develops a defensiveness, maybe, or a sense of not knowing how to, being too insecure to take action, or, or being too bold and trying to puff ourselves up, or thinking we don't need anyone. We know what those defenses look like, right? But instead, Paul, I think, in speaking about the community, also speaks about our personal lives, that we must attend to what is most vulnerable in us, that we must speak about where we are struggling, and own it. And trust, as Paul says elsewhere, that that is God's strength that shows up in our weakness. That is the first and most important act that we can take. And then we are able to attend to the vulnerability of others. Once we've named and recognized it and and allowed God to hold it with us, we are able to then attend to others who may also be vulnerable with tenderness and love. That's the macro level. I found that it is attention to the people who would be easiest to avoid or ignore it's attention to those people in a community and in my life that have the capacity to most deeply transform me into a more compassionate and patient person, but also that have the most, the most capacity to, to inform who we are and how we understand God and life as a community. And that by just focusing on where we think we are strong and the places that we want to show off, we miss something crucial in our life together. I'm not speaking about any sort of pity when I talk about how we attend to each other. In fact, I love uh, the work of Father Greg Boyle, and we've, uh, I mention him often, of Homeboy Industries in Southern California, who works with uh, gang members on the streets of LA, This notion of kinship, this notion that we engage with each other as if we are kin and indeed we are, and he says this, no daylight to separate us, only kinship, inching ourselves closer to creating a community of kinship such that God might recognize it. Soon we imagine, with God, this circle of compassion. Then we imagine no one standing outside of that circle, moving ourselves closer to the margins so that the margin themselves will be erased. We stand there with those whose dignity has been denied. We locate ourselves with the poor and the powerless and the voiceless, At the edges, we join the easily despised and the readily left out. We stand with the demonized so that the demonizing will stop. We situate ourselves right next to the disposable so that the day will come when we stop throwing people away. When we attend to vulnerability in ourselves, And others, we discover the truth of the poem and the song that we shared at the beginning of the service. What we need is here. We find the same truth that Paul is sharing, that God has given us what we need within ourselves, within all of the members of our community, within this world for what we need. But it requires and demands attention to the most vulnerable, the most tender, and often the most hidden. And so we pray not for new heaven and earth, but to be quiet in heart and in eye clear. What we need is here. I'd like to invite you to just a moment of quiet reflection To consider maybe where in your own soul you are resisting vulnerability, where you're pushing away the hard conversation, where you're feeling like you're not enough. And to just maybe for a moment, trust that God is right with you there. And then consider the people in your lives, maybe people you don't even know yet. Those people who are on the margins. Those folks who need a little extra tenderness. The people without a voice and without power. How might your life and your voice and your actions express tenderness and kinship towards them We have been singing a lot together in these last few weeks because I believe that music is one of the most powerful acts we can engage in for community building precisely because it requires vulnerability. David Greenhouse, who's the president of Eden Theological Seminary where Paul teaches, says that in worship, we hang our self-consciousness at the door and enter into a shared consciousness. When we sing, we have to be vulnerable. Singing carries a profound risk, and in this risk is our, the potential for transformation, to grow in tender compassion for ourselves and others, to learn to listen to each other and breathe together, to sense God meeting us in that space. And so in the next few moments, we'll sing a, a new song and listen to these words first though. We are your people, spirit of grace. You dare to make to us, us make us to all our neighbors, Christ's living voice, hands and face. Have you ever considered that God self, God's self is actually, um, actually risks vulnerability in trusting us (laughs) to be the presence of Christ in the world. That this is God's very vulnerability to say, this is the way I choose to make myself known, is through your vulnerability the choir will sing that first verse, and then we'll join in, and we'll end with this prayer, Spirit unite us, make us by grace, willing and ready, Christ's living body, loving the whole human race. So the choir will sing the first verse, and then we'll join in, it's in your bulletin. Please be seated. As we uh, come to our time of prayer, we share concerns for many people in our lives, but this morning I want to share with you specifically that um, Barbara Caswell, who we were just praying for just a few weeks here and laying hands on um, is in the cardiac ICU in Stanford, suffering complications from her bone marrow transplant. So uh, her family, uh, of course, asks for our prayers and um, we'll uh, keep you posted as we know more. But please keep Barbara and her family in your prayers. So let's pray. God of abundance, You are with us. We pray for the courage to to be with you not only in our strength and in our joy, but also in our grief and our struggle and in our vulnerability. You who choose to be vulnerable with us, may we follow your steps. May we remember that you are right there with us when we fall, loving us with such deep tenderness, holding the weakest places in our lives in your love. We also bring to you the many people who we are concerned about. We pray for Barbara and her family We pray for the others in our community that are home this morning struggling with illness, experiencing the effects of aging, lost maybe in grief or sadness. Make us aware and give us the impulse and courage to respond those who are struggling. We thank you for Jesus, for the way that in his life he stood at the margins. He stood with those who did not have a voice. And he lifted them up May we also, beyond ourselves, beyond our smaller communities and circles, may we be those that stand at the margins of this world in full solidarity of kinship, praying and asking for your justice and your compassion We follow the one who taught us this way by praying the prayer he taught, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Spirit of the living
3: God, together, fall afresh on me. Me, mold me, fill me, use me, Spirit of the Living God, fall afresh on me, fall afresh on us, Spirit of the Living
1: to come and receive this morning's off. God, we offer these gifts as we offer our lives that they may be used by you. They may be your Spirit's gift to this world. Amen.
0: that. Uh.
2: when I first discovered this hymn of Pablo Sosa, who is an Argentine composer, the church like a tree. And When I walked into this sanctuary, I saw uh, some pretty beautiful trees out there and I thought we need to sing this hymn together. <laughs> and I also thought, and I've learned about redwoods, redwoods gather in clusters. They don't stand solo, but they actually need each other to survive. And so in some beautiful way, maybe not like a tree, but trees, may we be like those trees, giving, loving, sharing, absorbing all of ourselves, and, and being the beauty and love and glory of God in the world, which is in so need of it. Friends, we'll sing the refrain one more time. I'll sing verse one. The choir will join me for verse two, and then will you join us on verse three? The verse is in English, only in English, for the verses are
0: printed on the back. Side árbol plantado let's sing it twice Árbol plantado con tual has aguas de vida de vida eterna de nuestro Dios repeat Stand together. May this church be like a tree behind your house, there in your garden, needing place for joy and feast and simple prayer beneath its branches, with its roots in a so fertile, and its arms raised high to heaven. May this church bear fruits of justice, acts of loving and compassion. Arbor. planta. be like a tree here in the street or in the plaza. For the birds a nesting branch, for passers-by a welcome shelter. May it stand as if it's watching near my house just round the corner, waiting for this weary pilgrim with its arms wide to embrace Arbor. Oh. all sing verse 3. May this church, may this church be like a tree, O God, that thrives where you have planted. May it stand to show the way, your way of loving and self-giving, offering shade and fruit for burning, giving up its wood for burning may this living church that names you be a tree of life eternal trees as you sing.
1: sound good in Spanish too. I just want to um, welcome Amy Warden as our brand new Alto section lead. Oh, there you are, Amy. Welcome. Thank you for taking that on. We're so glad you're with us. This week, may you put in your pocket a comb and a crust of bread. Remember that you are loved by God. And remember to share your bread with others. Go in peace. Amen.
4: So totally.